Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Side chat. Here it is, Monday, May 9, 2022. Here with your hosts, Paul Hellman and Dean Cholesterol, to get you through another Monday. Well, I'm Dean. <laughs> yeah, we know who's who this week. Yeah. We've talked enough about your helmet and enough about my weight. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's the first time I didn't have to ask. That's <laughs> deeply, deeply upsetting. <laughs> Oh my God! Dan, Hi, how Shane. Are how you, are man? you? I asked first. God damn it! That is true. I mean, we asked at the same time, but I think you know, <laughs> goes to the host. Um, dude, I'm great. I, I had, I had such a. I mean, it's all kind of coming to head now. Still not uh, anything, nothing official to just kind of talk about quite yet. But we are we're getting there with some things. So hopefully, I have a lot to talk about in the next couple uh, couple weeks. But. Um, Good week, man. Overall, like, you know, it's unfortunately, it's not a whole hell of a lot of podcast material this week. Uh, you know, I had a lot of like actual life shit to take care of. So I couldn't just go, you know, fuck around at a diner and, uh, you know, put myself in weird positions and hope to God that humor came about. Um, you know, I had to actually be an adult this week, like a fully functional, mildly appropriate at all times adult. So uh, it was uh, it was a change. It was a change. You helped me this week, actually. Uh, I did. Yeah, I had to talk to you on Friday too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I, I got, uh, you know, I got Dan twice in one week, which is, you know, glorious. Um, you know, helped me out with uh, with my website over there. Um, just to come to find out that I'm doing everything incorrect. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the most basic things. Uh, yeah, just. Uh, I love so, this you know, hat. It's so ridiculous. Dude, I keep meaning to ask you about it as I'm sitting here. Is it a taco? It's a cheeseburger. Oh, my God. Okay. It's a, some random minor league team uh, was That's some awesome. angry cheeseburgers or something. And I'm like, what a l- awesome hat. Dude, I thought I thought it was a taco. That's awesome. It kind of looks like a taco, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but it's a quality hat. I love going through the minor league minor stores. Leagues. And buying, I have a whole bunch of random hats over the years from random shit, you know, the gimmick nights that people have and they've sure for it. And I was like, ah, this one's a fucking cheeseburger. There you go. I can't look at myself in the thing there without giggling. It's ridiculous. No, it is. It's pretty, it's pretty solid. (laughs) But how, uh, how about you, man? Yeah. Your, your week swell. Um, coal spirit muretic acid in my garage today. How? Does that happen? Well, I decided to be nice, and and the person whose house we legally broke into and almost got arrested for a few months back. (laughs) um, Call back. There was a bunch of chemicals uh, in the basement. His grandfather was a woodworker. And, you know, paint thinners and paints and acids and all kinds of shit. There's all, you know, know, he's like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, I don't know what to do with it either, but... I'll figure it out. You know? So he put all the shit in my garage. 
which is not attached to the house. It's, it's out back, and the the floor is, is concrete. And I brought coal over, because we found somebody who's actually... Turns out, nobody handles this shit. There's no easy way to dispose of any of this stuff. I didn't know that at the time, but, you know. So I, I'm doing all the legwork. We found a company out by Harrisburg that's going to to take all this stuff, and the guy was here today to take the inventory of it proper. And oh, God. Moving it around, and of course, what happens to get knocked off the fucking counter but the muriatic acid. And it's... <laughs> I've never seen this stuff IRL before, but... Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, oh my God. It, so it goes and the, I mean, this shit had to be like 50 years old. It's like the fucking oldest container of shit you've ever seen as with everything there. Um, but it falls down. And of course, anything that, and all of a sudden, it's fizzing up and I'm like, well, what the fuck do we do here? You move. <laughs> you know, you like, start over. You, you can't move. just get paper towels for this one, you know? So what uh, did you do? Well, we did what anybody does here in 2022. We Googled it. And apparently yeah. breaking, uh, uh, baking powder neutralizes neutralizes the acid. Yeah. And of course, what the fuck do I have here but just a little bit of baking powder left in the box. So I'm like, listen, you asshole, you go knock that. You're going to the store and buy as many boxes of baking powder as they have. And uh, so he did, and he came back, and we cleaned it up on the floor. And, we, you know, the rest of it, we had a five-gallon bucket. Which you fill half with water, you mix a whole bunch of baking powder in, and then slowly put the the rest of the acid in that didn't spill on the fucking floor, and it d- dilutes that as well. And it looks like Gatorade, uh, you know, very tempting to you know not sip on it, but then you would die, of course. But you know, once you once it's neutralized enough, it's fine to to dispose of, you know, as you would any other. I swear, I thought you were about to say, well, once it's neutralized, it's that's that point, it's as good as Gatorade. <laughs> I mean, it was tempting, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, so I there's a gigantic. I don't think it ate too far away because it's cement, so it more just cleaned it. You know, the the hundred years of dirt that's back there. So there's gigantic puddle of (laughs) where it ate away at the fucking layer. And I'm like, well, that was not expecting. I was not uh, planning on it. I was uh, not what am I drunk tonight? Not how I was possibly uh, expecting on uh, spending my morning. But uh, yeah, entertaining nevertheless. (laughs) Fuck. Look at you. It's a brutal smell, too. I would assume I may die from breathing that in. I did get to the point. I've been slowly but surely listening back to Flyerside Chats. Um, and I did get to the point where I uh, got my respiratory infection after moving that car. And Oh, yeah. I gotta say, I don't remember. <laughs> we recorded a story. Well, I think it was a frequent flyer, a Noelie pod, and a Flyerside Chat. There may have been an Anthony show as well. Where I had... A severe respiratory infection, a real bad sore throat, and an ear infection in both ears. And I was so fucked up on NyQuil and painkillers that I had no <laughs> recollection of doing those few shows. How they turn out? Oh, they're a mess. Uh, that's a damn shame. Yeah, so, I think that's uh, I think that's worth cataloging those in just the NyQuilic A's episodes. It was and, uh, 29, 30, and 31, I believe, were the three that were uh, real bad. For us? Yeah. And then, of course, I just had that endless cough for for a few months. But that is true. Although you handle that pretty well, I got to be you're quick with the mute. I tried my best. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not at least with the other shows. This one I don't give a shit about. But the other shows that you know people actually listen to. I whoa. (laughs) I don't know why people continue to listen to this. It's not as though anything 
right? Like, I'm pretty sure this is like, I think you and I are the only two that enjoy this. <laughs> like, I think I, I do this because you make me feel good. You do this because I make you laugh. Like, that's it. Yeah. But still, for the life of me, no idea how we have the consistent listeners that we have. No idea. I guess we do something, right? Something. So I had my first uh, McDonald's burger in my whole life this week. Oh my god! Good for you. Yeah, they well, the Wawa that went up the, the, the few blocks up the street. They put a McDonald's in too. Because the okay. only other one I think it's closes in Quakertown. Quakertown, and sure. I have to drive past a Five Guys to get there. And of course, I never make it that far. And why would you? <laughs> oh, it's with a uh, name you know as what? enticing as that. It was a double quarter pounder with cheese, and uh, it wasn't okay. bad, honestly. Yeah. Like in the grand scale of fast food burgers, I sure. did not hate it. Like Burger King makes me want to die every single time, which I've is few and had... far between. But you know, because that, that was the only thing I was here. That's literally a few blocks up the fucking road. So that was the thing. But yeah, I had a double quarter pounder cheese and it was fine. I've not eaten at a Wendy's probably since high school, but I do remember liking those back in the day. I've not again had one since, so I have no idea. But yeah, I would need to try that out to to give you my official rankings. But uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would we eat should... there again if I had to. We should do that. We should. We should. Make the conscious decision to just go and get a quarter pound burger at like five or ten different places. However many like regular places that are going to be frequented and and easily frequented by our our listeners base and give our actual ratings to those. Because I too, so I, not unlike yourself, now I never used to eat fast food. Um, Now it looks like it's all you eat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I still don't particularly enjoy fast food. No, no, absolutely not. Very infrequently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not going to lie, like there are times, especially like throughout the pandemic where it was like, Jesus, like we can't like get to a grocery store right now because it's jam packed and we're trying to be conscious of that. Um, and like that was kind of like what we were left to sometimes. And I had had the last time I'd had a McDonald's cheeseburger, I was probably like, I, I'm like when supersized items were still a thing, because like we used to get like <laughs> like 20 years ago. Yeah. So like we used to get like. You know the like the dollar burgers, and then we would get one supersized fry for like our family of four, because it was that's just how much <laughs> shit was in that carton from what I recall, um, and like that's literally the last time. So I was probably like five years old. So yeah, probably like you know twenty five, twenty seven years ago, and I didn't have one for over two decades, uh, and then you know pandemic happens, and uh, and I'm like, all right, like I'm gonna. I need a burger. I got nothing in the house. So I go over and got one. Same deal, man. I didn't get a double. I'm not like you. But uh, but just a regular quarter pounder with cheese. I was, uh, you know, not kicking it out of bed. No, you know? it was fine. It was, it, it, it served its purpose. Yes. I will say Burger King burgers do eat my ass in yeah, a very right. non-pleasurable way. Yeah. Like, they, I've just, I, it's like jerky. It's yeah. just dry yeah, yeah. and it's very strange. But yeah, my where I used to work, there was one in the lot. And every once in a while, the companies would trade amongst each other. So they'd send over some free shit, um, you know, for staff members and things like that. Um, you know, so I would grab one then. And I'm like, God, every time they're just terrible. But good for you. First time in 25 years for you. Wow. Yeah. 
I respect it, man. Anyone that can go that long without having fast food in today's climate is awesome. Um, so good for you for always either cooking for yourself or finding a slightly more expensive and hopefully slightly more healthy option than that. Yeah, I'll just pay out of pocket for uh, five guys regularly now. <laughs> well, there you go. It is a good burger, you know, in a pinch, five guys burgers, they're fine. It's the fries for me that wins it over. I think the burger is just kind of okay, but like you get those five guys fries with it and you're like, oh, this is how I got obese. (laughs) I remember they took, yeah, they filled the entire bag (laughs) for a small fry and I decided to take it as a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Been there. I don't even even like French fries. I just like, but they're addicting. Like those are so good. They're good. They remind me of the boardwalk fries you used to get as a kid. We actually got a shit ton of questions this week. Like I said, that's good. Questions got to drive the content tonight, because Lord knows, I, I, I don't have enough interesting things to talk about quite yet. Also broke out the Harry the Homicidal Hot Dog t-shirt. Honestly, when you, when I, because the H was kind of like uh, collapsed into itself there. Mm, yeah. And I thought it said Barry, the TV <laughs> show. And I'm like, oh, we got so much to talk about. <laughs> but then I saw that that's it was the... not in fact that. Yeah. Old uh, um, anger negative show reference, but uh, but yeah, dig it. Oh shit! Oh, this one's timely. Trots to the Flyers or nah? Nah, it's not gonna happen. Unless they give him like free reign of the franchise. Like, what's the incentive for him? Why come here? My guess is they're gonna do their best, but I don't know if it happens or not. I just uh, I think it was Manny who had put. It, I believe it was Manny anyway, who had posted it on Twitter, possibly Mike, um, you know, it, it just about, uh, the options being better suited for him in either Winnipeg or Detroit, um, still having to pay out, uh, the AV contract and like, dude, we're just not like, we're not a good enough hockey team to get a, a good enough coach like that to come here. Like it's not like we're a piece or two away. Like it, this is. I I I absolutely hate what you just said because I've been dealing with that bullshit excuse for months now. We can't add insert name here because one person is not going to change the state of this team. I've heard it a lot with Gaudreau. That's been the one that I've heard it with. As somebody who writes a lot of this trade bullshit, we can't yeah. acquire. What the fuck? Great, we can't. Gaudreau's not going to change the franchise, so let's just not get him at all. What well, the I fuck kind different. of quitter bullshit mentality is that? You got to start somewhere. You do, but I think you. Spoiler start alert: with... You can make more than one change in an off season. Of course you can, but I don't think that it's like I think you for a coach of that resume caliber, I think you need to have a little bit more of a clearer direction. Or, like I said, you say, what do you want to do? Come in and do it. You give the guy um, whatever the fuck he wants. $50 million a year and a fucking blowjob after each game? Fucking make it happen. During. Whatever the fuck he wants. I don't give a shit. Yeah, fan that, base will pay, pay that there, There's absolutely no reason. Listen, none of these coaching hires interest me. At all. Well, we talked about this at length on uh, the Anthony show the other day. Like, whether it's fucking Maurice or Trotz or, or uh, not Trotz, Tortorella, you know, whatever. Just a bunch of random dudes, you know, that everyone's going to fucking turn on in six months regardless. Like, Trotz is one of the very few guys that is a difference maker, that is going to change things. Those coaches are few and fucking far between. Trotz is one of those guys that, like, 
You need some legitimacy behind this goddamn bench. You need somebody that can actually bring in and fucking that, change shit. And Trotz is that guy. You've no got argument. Sean Katari and Kevin Hayes. You've got a defense that can be good that just kind of lost their way over the last little while. Like, I think he's fine. I don't know why the fuck you'd want to come here versus anywhere else. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> there's no reason to not pursue him. They should. They should absolutely pursue him. I just don't see for him what would be so overly enticing to come to this just mess of a franchise. It, it just Maybe doesn't make a challenge. sense. Go down in fucking history if you can take this fucking organization from dirt worse to, you know, semi-respectable at this point. I will say that you take an iconic franchise like the Flyers, who have been just miserable for over a decade and completely directionalist, fan base hates them, players probably hate themselves. Like, if you come in here and you turn that around, sure. Like, statues will be built. one of the other fucking arguments i heard which i thought was funny is we don't want trots because he's gonna win too many games because we want what? our shot at bedard <laughs> what like wow we're quickly turning into the buffalo sabers or edmonton oilers with that kind of mentality of who the fuck needs to win we're just gonna lose forever until a generational star falls in our lap here's the thing the last place NHL team only has a 25.5% chance at the first overall pick. The Flyers, as bad as they were this year, were nowhere close to finishing dead last. Like, mm-hmm. so you're going to throw away a full another season for a 25% chance at potentially getting a player who may or may not succeed in the NHL. Not interested. No, thank you. Bullshit! You can sign Trots and still suck next year and luck your way into a pick. Like, that's probably best-case scenario, right? Like, there's... I, I, I just... We want Bedard is not a fucking good enough reason to not pursue Trots. Sure. Horseshit! This fucking goddamn give-up-before-we-even-try mentality this fan base has adapted. This is not the Flyers I grew up with. Well, it's not the Flyers any of us grew up with. This is a beaten, broken-down, just lifeless... We hate everything we've seen. But, again, to be clear... The Flyers should absolutely pursue him. I do not, for the life of me, see any way that Barry Trotz picks up the phone with, like, actual intrigue. Unless it comes with free reign to do whatever he pleases. If they um, want him, they're going to get him. So There's well, we'll nothing see. that they won't offer him. Dave Scott's serious about that blank check. Like, blank checks don't work in a salary cap era. But your coaching staff does not count against your fucking co- your, your salary cap. Yep. Offer him $50 million a goddamn year if he wants it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, this person says, is a hot dog a meal or a snack? It's a great question. That is a really good question. Because uh, I would be more apt to say... I guess it depends what's on a... it. Right? That's if you load that one. bitch up... Sure. With the relish and the mustard and the chili and all that shit. And it's like, that's a meal. meal. If you just have one, like if I go to a baseball game and just get a fucking hot dog. This fucking thing out, by the way. (laughs) Shane just broke his glasses. God damn it, man. If you go to a baseball stadium and you just get a regular hot dog plain, like it's, that's a snack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm with you there. I, uh, Hmm. I didn't even, huh? It's a good question. It's a great question. And like, well done, listeners. You finally gave us a good question after all these months. That is true. A full year of the text line now. Hmm. Um, this person says, "What jersey number 
or numbers did you wear when you played sports? Um, so for almost everything, uh, I was number nine. So I was a quarterback, a shortstop. You look guard. like a guy who would wear number nine. You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in uh, in hockey, I was a backup goaltender and a centerman. Um, so I wore number nine pretty much exclusively. Uh, and then after I got hurt, I moved to center field. Um, and in missing a year, they had given my number nine to someone else. And so I needed a number change. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the Mickey Mantle seven. Um so I wore number seven for a few years um, when I switched to center field uh, out of shortstop. Um, and then I had went on a, a pretty lengthy hiatus for uh, a pretty bad knee injury. Um, and when I came back, I was like, I just, I wanted a, a total fresh start and I'm kind of nerdy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with number one um, and uh, I went with number one purely because it was the very first time in my life that I had gained weight and the, no one that was my size should wear number one. <laughs> um, and granted again. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Um, but I, you know, so I went to number one for a little bit there. Um, and then, uh, ultimately found my way back to number nine. And like I said, that's been the majority of my, my life. So always a single digit guy, uh, with the exception of, I got ejected from a handful of games for a team that I had recently played for. So I had to wear number 20 because the number nine was listed on the uh, suspension <laughs> list. So I wore number 20 for a couple throw in games there. Um, and I think that's actually the only time I ever wore uh, a double digit number. How about you? 26. Cause that was mm-hmm. my birthday. And 42. Cause it was Robert Ash's number. And I was pompous like that. Well, there you go. That's all right. <laughs> I coached the number 42 one time. But didn't play. Hmm. Um, are there, uh, this person says, are there any life lessons you've learned the hard way? <laughs> Never peel oh. a carrot in the nude. How much t- <laughs> Is there a story with this or just a just a joke? You know. Dear God, man. Life lessons. I've, we've all learned life lessons the hard way. I think that's one of the easiest ways to, in fact, learn a life lesson. Otherwise, you just keep doing shit again. You really got to fuck yourself up a bit. Um, I would say... That when someone says that they're engaged or were previously engaged, but that's over with now, maybe check the references, Uh, you know, ask her or him for, you know, a list of accurate references that can sit there and confirm or deny that, Um, you know, and don't just think with your penis or vagina, whatever you're rocking with. Um, so that one's, that one's definitely that, uh, when they tell you that an injury takes X amount of time to recover from, just fucking listen. <laughs> uh, otherwise you end up 10 years later, a hundred pounds heavier. <laughs> it's just stupid. 
if I would have just listened instead of rushed back any of the times I got hurt, I, I'd think about how different I would be right now physically, just overall, not even just weight, but just physically overall. Um, I was super stubborn. So, um, yeah, I could go on and on. I'm going to write an article about that or a blog post about that. That's a quality. That's a good question. And what time are you going to post it? So Monday mornings, because it'll be a main piece. There you go. And if I don't really love how it turns out, Tuesday morning. And if I really don't love it, Wednesday or Thursday. You did learn something. Look at that. I took thorough notes. <laughs> no, I didn't take any notes, but I did learn something. This person says, what do you think is the funniest moment in brotherly pod history? The moment that was never recorded. The shovel. The shovel. Yeah, that was a good one. The shovel was up there, man. Um, I feel like a lot of the one-liners that I have during the Christmas show when I'm drunk are always good, but they always get edited out because they're, like, kind of risque, and I don't know how they would go over. I still don't know why you do that for those. I mean, there have been some where I'm... (laughs) Immediately when it's said, I'm like, ugh. My... (laughs) He's going to delete that, but it's brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. Um... I would say that those one line, and I think what's the best about those, like, I think I'm pretty confident about this, that either me or Nick are the only ones who could possibly appreciate them because we just sit in the background and wait for the shit to be over. <laughs> so we're like partially paying attention and you'll say some off kilt shit. And like, I'll, I'll look back up because my interest has just peaked again. I'm like, did this dude really just say that? <laughs> And that's what's brilliant. While the rest of the crowd is still in there trying to fight over mic time and talking with yeah. one another about shit that doesn't matter, <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that Dan went out and said the shit that he said. So I will say that that that's uh, that's probably a good t- I've gone back and edited those shows and just laugh my ass off at the shit that I say. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, there um, we should. It should be like a Patreon episode every year of just like a, this didn't make it because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think us. you're. Uh... Heart attack story is probably the best. Oh God, yeah. That that, that was... like twenty five minutes of just nonstop laughter. <laughs> uh, I do think that that is one of the greatest stories I've ever told, um, and unfortunately, painfully true. Um, you know, both literally and figuratively in that particular sense. But remember the time um... I applied lotion into the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Oh my God. God, just the sounds alone made me erect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh. fucking show is great. I love it. <laughs> Holy crap, we got a lot of questions today. What is happening here? People answer the bell. Yeah, really. If you were in a zombie, oh, this person says, if you were in a zombie apocalypse with two other members of the Brotherly Pod, who would they be and why? Huh. Two other members of Brotherly Pod in a zombie apocalypse. All right. My immediate thought was Nick and Mike. That Nick, like I've watched The Walking Dead. I know a good cop you can you know succeed in in you know a zombie okay. apocalypse. And Mike, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why my brain went to Mike immediately, but uh, it's got to be good for something, right? I'm gonna say Phyllis for one because she just strikes me as someone who just takes great pleasure in violence. <laughs> Uh, like that's I just, a good, that's probably a good one. Yeah, I do feel like, and it wouldn't even be to protect me; it would be for her own, just amusement. for funsies. Yeah, like if we were walking, you know, like ass to ass, right? Like we're just, you know, back to back. I guess is the appropriate way to say that. But you know, she's got my back; <laughs> I got her back. 
And like, if she were to just notice something that was 100% going to come and kill me, but I didn't notice it, I don't think she would kill that, that zombie to save me. I think she would kill it just to sit there and take out years of frustration <laughs> of life out. Uh, so Phyllis is definitely is one that I would take with me. Love you, Phyllis. Um, and two. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, I. I'm I'm going to. I think Nick and Phyllis would be a good pair. I do think Nick and Phyllis would be a great Nick pair. Phyllis and Dan the Flyer fan here to take on the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah but we can't. We can't do. We, we can't have the same thing. I, I pulled Phyllis, so Phyllis is me. I think I'm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Manny, specifically because I think that if anyone could talk a zombie to stop, <laughs> it would be Manny with the weirdest and most accurate quotes and statements to come out of any of our mouths. The amount of times I listen to the, to uh, frequent flyer or even on our, uh, you know, joint, you know, collaborative shows where he'll just randomly, you know why that's the uh, thing of whatever. Right. And that'll break into this long story. And I shit you not, Manny, there have been times where I sit here cause Lord knows I don't talk on those fucking shows. I start Googling facts check and I'm like, damn it. If this man's not right. <laughs> and I do think that that would be just enough to stunt a zombie. It would just be like, <laughs> And then turn around. So yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with uh, I'm, I'm going Manny for the laughs and Phyllis to save us both. Um, <clears throat> this person says, uh, "Dear Shane, if you could appear on any other brotherly pod show, whose would it be?" Um. Well, I don't think it's any secret that uh, I, I've I've had a hard on for Flyers AD forever. I just Anthony's fucking incredible at what he does um you know and then the you know the you two and the i mean i think we have pretty good chemistry but you guys are on another level um you know so that's probably one but i will say i don't think i fit that audience whatsoever um you know so i I, i'm not naive to know that that's that's not a show you'll ever see me on um (laughs) but uh but frequent flyer man they're to, to know that you guys do some of these five hour marathon records and you just sit there and talk and there's just never a dry minute in the, in those shows. Um, they slowly just... always get longer too. We used to record one and then we were at like two and then we'd go like three or four. And last one was I think five and a half or something like that. I mean, it's just, and it's all good and usable content and it's just most of it. I, yeah. Yeah, and like, and Mike and Manny are phenomenal together. Um, and it's just like one of those shows where I can tell that you can let the show breathe for itself. And when you pick your moments, like it, it just the three of you just work so well together. Um, you know, I, I honestly kind of liken it to like the major league version of your previous, 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 your actual start in Flyers Taki with the trio that you had over there. Like this is like the major league version of that. I think the three of you are that good. Uh, together um so that's a show that I, w- I would absolutely love to be on at some point um and uh and talk legitimate hockey for a bit because lord knows we don't talk about it here <laughs> uh this burden says dan posted some of sam Rand's jerseys on twitter last week which jerseys in your collections are your favorites hmm well i have sam Rand's any debut jersey uh the most recent one i added 
was the Ray Emery jersey that he fought Braden Holtby in. <laughs> uh, I got Ilya Brzgalov's jersey from the 2012 Flyers Pens series as a little memento for the fucking greatest hockey of all time. Um, what else do I got? I got three Robert Esch game worn jerseys. I got the uh, Mike Knubel's jersey from the Hall of Fame game that he bled all over. <laughs> the entire, I think it's left sleeve is covered in blood. Um, hmm. I got a Claude Giroux gamer. I got a whole bunch of uh, PHF jerseys that are pretty cool. Got two of the Buffalo Outdoor jerseys. The most beautiful hockey jersey I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Got a whole bunch of Sam Rand jerseys. I think a four right now. Uh, gamers over the years. So, yeah. Got uh, a lot of cool hockey jerseys. Love it. Um, <clears throat> This person says, Who is your favorite non-flyer of all time? Oh. I was going to say Vinny LeCavalier, but then he was wow. a flyer, but then fucking Craig Bruby came along and fucked that one up. Brodor, probably. Hmm. Hashik, I would say. Um, you know, before that... Nick I, Lindstrom. I, Scott Niedermeyer is a good one. Would have been Yager had it not been for the mm-hmm. single year of greatness here. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I would go Dominic Hashik. Uh I can't recall if I ever told that story or not. As a second grade kid, I was supposed to write who my hero was. I still recall this memory. My I went in all proud. I wrote this paper on Dominic Hoshik, and my teacher goes, "Do you know Dominic Hoshik?" I said, "No." <laughs> That's why he's my hero. And she goes, "You're supposed to pick someone that you know, like your dad." And I was like, "I'm not picking my dad." Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Person says four flyer side chat virus noun an organism which is capable of copying itself and typically has a detrimental effect such as giving my fat ass uncontrollable shivers vomiting nausea and headaches all weekend long and ruining my Mother's Day plans. This has been Roseanne Barr, your wonderful guide to the world of words, and who is now going to go back to bed with a non-COVID, non-flu, but very much annoying viral infection. Good night. I don't know that you could have read that any better <laughs> I feel like that's the same energy that that was typed with sorry get well better get well get well soon get better soon neither one of us can talk tonight yeah no, I, I don't drink mm. so I, don't, I have no fucking excuse uh, yeah no get get better soon uh, right when I heard the word virus I was like well this isn't going to be fun <laughs> yeah, it's just going to really? this is going to make me sad <laughs> um, Soroya Tinker's so... jersey that she scored her first PHF goal in I got that one too Oh, look at you still ripping off jerseys over there. Uh, if you need anything, virus-ridden uh, human, I'll bring it to you. I don't care where you live. Even if it's Phoenix, even though it's your, I know you're not that listener, but just to drive the point home. What the fuck ever happened to Mark? I, I, he messes me. Well, he's texted into the show forever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Is he still listening to give up? He's one of I'm them cycling sure... co-hosts or cycling listeners that just was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> Rolled himself out. No, yeah. I think he got. I think he got pretty pretty busy with uh, some of his other commitments. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. He's uh, we're still planning on having him as a guest when we finally do season two of the Gentleman Pod. Um, 
you know, obviously doing the intermittent gentleman and a lady pod right now. But uh, I think Mark is going to be either the first or second that we do a guest with there. So that'll honestly at this rate, that very well may be the next time I talk to him. Like he's the dude so busy. Mark, love you, man. If you happen to stumble across this later, miss you. This person says, what is the weirdest dream you've ever had or the weirdest dream you can remember? I feel like that's a great question, too. Um, hmm. I don't really have weird dreams, but I have like very oddly specific and real dreams. Like a lot of my dreams, like I, I wake up and have to like pinch myself to know that I'm still that I'm not in fact dreaming right now because my, my dreams are so vividly clear like that, um, which I guess is weird in its own right. But there's nothing like, you know, nothing strange, I suppose, happens in them. Um, I would say I, I've been having the same recurring dream as a kid uh, or since I was a kid, excuse me, and I still have it to this day. I never know what causes it. I don't know why or how it comes up, but it's a, it's a dream that like I, I'll, I'll get to a moment. It's a nightmare. So I'll get to the, a moment where I, I, I'm sufficiently scared awake and I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? And then I'll, I'll go back to sleep and it, it'll be one of those dreams that picks up right where it left off, uh, which is terrifying. And it, and it's, I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced that, but like it's, I don't think it's uncommon to wake up from a dream and to be like, Oh God, I'm going back to bed. And 10 seconds later, you're back asleep and you're also right back into the dream. But like, there have been times where I have woken up from this dream and been like, I'm not fucking going back to sleep. And I'll like go downstairs, like make a pot of coffee or something, water, whatever. And I'll fall asleep an hour or two later and it will still pick up (laughs) right where it left off. Um, and I've been having it ever since I was a kid. So I wouldn't say that like the, the content of the dream is weird, but the circumstances with how that dream continues to do that for 25, 30 years is pretty fucking insane. I have an Oscar Lindblom pre, uh, uh, warm up Jersey. One of the purple ones, the, the like, black and purple ones yeah. that, uh, was, uh, you have one signed, signed by the whole team. Yeah. 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 Ironically enough, I believe that was Lazinski's Jersey. Uh, Nice. Who I then met uh, at the Phantoms the other week. So there you go. Yeah, it's actually hanging on the wall up there. I don't know. Why I forgot about that one. But <laughs> <clears throat> this person says, "Question for Shane and Dan: What is the best name for a sports arena that does not have a corporate sponsor as part of its name, i.e., the Spectrum, Madison Square Garden, Sky Dome, etc.?" Hmm. You want a real example or like a? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. That's a great question though. Um, hmm. I feel like I would, I would love to find, to find like some, some double A and triple A, like local, like towny type of, uh, type of stadium names. I feel like they're significantly less likely to be corporately owned. It's, yeah. you know, little Sally's pretzel shops arena. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no, I think, I think that that's a great question. That's actually something I wouldn't mind looking into. I think that'd be a cool trip, by the way. Like if we found out a bunch of, whether it be hockey arenas or over the summer, like 
some minor league stuff on the East Coast. Like, I think that'd be a really fun trip to just, you know what, this is uh, this is a kick-ass you know stadium name. We're just going to go here because the stadium's named this. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. This person says, question for Flyer side chat. If it is a dead heat between the Flyers and another NHL team to secure Barry Trotz as head coach, how many whores or illicit drugs will it take uh, to win the sweepstakes? Enough to kill him. I guess it depends on who you're going up against. If it's like Winnipeg, like how many whores could they possibly have up there? You can probably find somebody better than that. If you're going against like Vegas, like, okay, like we're going to need to fucking figure something out here because they have all the whores and drugs in the world over there. It's true. How many whores? You know what? I mean, you just... Barry Trump? How many whores Hell. can this guy possibly take? You know, Adriana Chechik is from the Philadelphia area. He's 59. And... He'll turn 60 in July. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's not give... Let's not go crazy. Let's just... Let's find a soft limit for this man. I say, we don't want to fucking have his heart explode or something. Right? Otherwise, I'll be reading his heart attack story. And it won't be quite as funny. I'll be reading it through tears. <laughs> A lot. Let's just go with a lot. Uh, this person says, if there was one aspect of the sport of hockey you could remove from the game, what would it be? Huh. If I never had to see another person get, like, wrecked physically, I I, I would be totally okay with that. Really? Yeah. Like, the I fucking... someone else. The Svechnikov hit on... Hampus Lindholm was like the most recent example of that. I'm like, I have no interest. Like, Lindholm couldn't even fucking stand afterwards. I just, I have no interest in watching people's brains get scrambled eggs anymore. Like, I've yeah, seen too I mean, much of that in my lifetime. Like, I saw Mark Friedman get that in Lehigh. Christ, he got hit in the back of the head and just gets up on spaghetti oh, legs. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, I don't want to see this anymore. Like, if I never saw Lindros get killed by Scott Stevens again, it'll be too goddamn soon. I just, they're, they're, I don't know, whatever, but fuck, I just, I'm so tired of seeing that. Like, I love women's hockey, and there's no body checking women's hockey, but that doesn't mean it's not physical. I think when you say things like, people go, oh, you don't want physicality in hockey. Like, you can have board battles and hits, but, like, not fucking killing each other. I'm just, I don't know. I never want to see that again. I don't know. I saw other people posting about that hit as well, um, and it was a trending topic on Twitter for a bit. Yeah. Um, I am not of the of the mindset uh, that that needs to go away. Not unlike yourself, I don't need to see guys. Um, it's obviously it's it's tough to watch anyone deal with you know traumatic brain injuries and, and things like that. Um, I just worry that it changes the way the way that aggressive players i mean this is a, a very very poor example but kind of the, like the same line of thought like i never thought radko Gudis was a bad hockey player i thought he's very serviceable in what he was he was a physical guy he was an aggressive guy but he once he had that rap sheet and he couldn't play like himself he became a really bad hockey player in my opinion right and it was like the further he got away from that and the, the more he distanced himself from that rap he start to feel like him himself again and play with that type of confidence. I just worry what that would do to the more physical brand of hockey player. Um, you know, I, mean, I and think again, we're trending away from that naturally anyway, over time. We certainly are. I mean, look, there's a lot of, uh, I still watch these games and I see a lot of just hits that are just completely not taken. You know, they're just in, instead, you know, God, maybe you get a hit. Was, it? was Tom Wilson on, on one of the Bruins last year that just fucking, 
smashed him elbow first into the fucking He's glass an asshole, like though. that. Like, God that's, damn, man. That's killing different. each other. Um, but yeah, something I would remove from the game. Um, <sighs> I don't know that I would. Re- it's not a removal. It's more like I just I wish that I wish that they were Olympic size rinks. Um, you know, I, I like seeing more space on the ice. Guys are so much bigger now. The pads are so much bigger. Um, you know, I know that they, you know, curtailed the goaltenders pads down a little bit. Um, you know, but really if you, if you, if you want an influx of, of offense in these games, whether you're also extending, you know, the, the net up and out, you know, a couple inches or something, or if you're again, bringing some of those goaltender pads in even further. Um, you know, I do think that there's a way to make the game feel a little more open. Um, and I just think it's so compact right now that especially for the casual hockey fan, like I, for us, we don't care. Like this is, this is our sport we're going to watch. Uh, but for, I think for the casual hockey fan, like they don't get as jazzed up about us with a puck battle in the corner that goes on for 20 seconds and kills a power play because you were able to keep your foot, you know, locking the puck down along the boards and the Wells Fargo center before people stop going, would lose their mind and excitement. You're not really going to get that from the casual fan. They're going to be like, nothing's going on. Um, you know, and like that specific play will still exist going forward. But I do think that with more ice, more open, everything you'd, you'd find a, just in a, an influx of one. I think you'd, f- I mean, these guys are so much faster now than they, than they were too. Like, you'd really get to showcase that speed and creativity that you see these younger guys like a freaking Morgan Frost who looks like he has all the creative creativity in the world as a kid. And then he gets to, you know, this level and he looks like dog shit. Um, I just think that it would open up a lot more skill, um, which if you're going to remove some of the checking or, or reduce it, you need to find a way to find more sexy creativity. So those are the things I would do. Okay. Was that it? Yep. Was that it? That was like fucking twenty questions. It, yeah, it was a good week. Yeah. I um I feel bad, man. They all they all came here for for us, and I didn't come here for them. <laughs> I got I got not a lot this week, man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else interesting happen in your week? Well. If you want to talk about writing, I guess I can, uh, I have not told anybody about this yet, Ooh, but, uh, lay it on us. <laughs> so kind of a spoiler alert for the, uh, you know, career of Dan, the flyer, a fan, but I have put plans in motion to potentially cover women's hockey full time next season. That's awesome. I just don't know how much more of this flyers shit I can take. Fair enough. Um I just it's never been like me to to sit back and kind of assess where I'm at, you know, with the mental sanity kind of thing, but I feel like I've sat down while watching the Flyers over the last few years and I've asked myself, what the fuck am I doing with my life one too many times? <laughs> you know. And like the PHF really has saved my love of the sport over the last two years 
uh, it's been it's been a great outlet where I enjoy watching and I'm having fun. And you know they're expanding, you know, to an 18 league this year. The PWHPA is starting their own 16 league this year. Like there's gonna be a lot of really good women's hockey readily available this year. And you know, why not watch hockey that I enjoy rather than watch hockey that I don't enjoy? Sure. So, you know, I, I I have a lot of things ready to go for that. Um, we shall see. I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> the problem is if I step away from Brotherly Puck even just slightly, the whole thing goes to shit, right? <laughs> yeah, but that... Uh, ultimately, and and you know, I, I mean, you're looking at a guy who's walked away from several network networks that he built. Um, you know, ultimately, everyone else has to step up, and if they don't, they don't. Um, I, I, so Kelly Greenhour is a football show that I I had to lay that down. Not unlike the other seven shows that were on that network at that time, and I said, listen, I hope everyone does well. I just can't be the driving force anymore. And to their credit. That is the only show that remains from those networks, and they're doing phenomenal. It's really just about other people wanting to step up and take accountability. So I'm I'm in full support. I think this is great. So I just uh, I don't know. I just it, it sucks all the time and hours that I've put into Brotherly Puck, and like I can't. It's not going to live if I don't continue to produce. You know that that. It's not, I don't, I don't, I don't quit. I don't give up. That's not me. That's not what I do. If I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to see it through, you know, and I've proven that with my past, you know, associations in my writing career and podcasting career. Like I was not happy at a lot of past places I was, but I just can't be like, Hey guys, I'm going to throw in the fucking towel and walk away. You know, that, that's just not me. That's not what I do. So I, I am finding it difficult to to step away. I mean, three, two, two full years of five articles a week, every fucking week, and I'm finally at that number where this site is growing by itself naturally to fucking huge viewership. And I'm like, eh, you know, like the team has made me wave the white flag. So ideally what I would love to do is be able to keep one foot in one brand and one foot in the other. You know, but then both I'll of them go to shit if I'm you. not there, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we shall see what happens if the Flyers can do something incredible this offseason and, you know, build that false hope up once again. Then maybe the plans will get delayed. And, you know, I, I have tried to slowly kind of interweave it into the regular brotherly puck flow, but... It's just, it's a Flyers brand. And I've, you yeah. know, been hit or miss with that in the past of when I write something non-Flyers of people just kind of, eh, you know. It may do well externally, you know, the worst of first Jersey series. They always get found by other fans, you know, and do a ton of views. But it's stuff that doesn't do great on the first run kind of thing. And, and you know, the women's hockey market is relatively small. And I think, that, you know, it's kind of, you see an opportunity there, you know, to be a fish in a small pond and kind of rise with the sport and grow. If there's ever a time to get in, it's right now, you know? So, you know, it's awesome. We shall see. We shall see uh, what ultimately ends up happening here. But uh, as of right now, the plan is to, you know, potentially step away. Look at that. Look at that. 
and it was set on our show, which is appropriate. I'm leaving because of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, honestly, man, um, you know, coming from not that you're, you know, asking for my opinion on any of these, but um, I do think it's a very real thing when you fall out of love with the, with the things that you do. It's really hard to bring the same passion and intensity to uh, to what it is that you actually produce, whether it's podcast or writing. Um, and eventually the product suffers and eventually your mental sanity suffers and how much you enjoyed what you once really loved, uh, really h- takes a hit and it's, it's a, it's a big obstacle to overcome. And it's a damn shame that the organization, uh, you know, ha- has put it, you in a place that this is something you're considering, but ultimately look at the end of the day. I mean, the, the, the support is there from, from people within this network, uh, and fans within this network as well. So, you know, you're not alone in sitting here who, exa- I mean, look, we don't talk hockey at all in our fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know that either one of us could talk Flyers hockey for this season, every single episode. So, um, I think it's great. I, th- I think it's awesome that, uh, that it's something that you're potentially working with, working with or working through. So good for you. Yeah, so, uh, you know, updates on that will follow as necessary. But, cool. uh, yeah, we shall see. See, we shall. And when he does walk away, you guys can find all of the help that he has made me do on my own brand and network. You guys can read all of that shit, which is basically, let's call it what it is, this kind of shit, just not as, not as, not as Dan and Shane. It's just a different <laughs> version of it, but it is all very life heavy stuff. So, um, you'll be able to find us everywhere regardless. Dig it. Definitely dig it. Got anything else you want to drop on us here? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I don't think anything else overly crazy happened this week. All right. Well, it seems as good a time as any to wrap this one up. Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll call it a day here. Uh, um. I think out of Sisterly Pod this week. I think we all collectively agreed on that. I assume Anthony will be back at some point, and I believe it's a frequent flyer week and a new week. Um, so we shall see. I guess I don't. I I would assume we're doing one this week. I guess we'll go, but you know, well, 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 we'll we'll fucking burn that bridge when we get there. How about that? There you go. There we go. Well, there you go. Dan the Flyer fan at Brotherly Puck at Brotherly underscore pod. And you too can text or call us 267-227-0328. I expect this kind of text number rates, right <laughs> number, text messages, num- text message numbers. I'll miss that bit. Every week. <laughs> From here on out. <clears throat> Jay! I feel like we do that every time you wait to see me go. And then you're like, then you yell my name. Um, yeah. You guys can get me. It's on Twitter. It's at Shane underscore me. You can also get me at uh, gentleman underscore pod. Um, you can also view any of the written content that I have up for the website and that the team has up for the website. It's the 
the gentleman podcast.blog. Um, so if anyone wants to check that out, that would be much appreciated as I've just gotten actual direction on how to get views. Uh, thanks Dan. Love you, Val. Um, but yeah, I mean, got stuff up there about previous jobs. I got stuff up there about why dogs should be in homes because they're fucking awesome. Um, a little bit of everything. Like, honestly, there's just, there's no rhyme or reason to the shit that comes up there. It's, uh, it's all content that we, uh, we believe in over here uh, at that brand. So, um, another show's coming out for that on the 15th. Uh, we did perfect day off what that looks like for me and Stephanie, um, both collectively and separate. Um, and then tomorrow night I am back with the, so you think you can manage podcast. So I'm sure we'll have tons of positive things to talk about there. Not tomorrow night, Wednesday night, who the fuck cares? There's another show that'll be on later in this week. Maybe I'll be on your show next week. Who knows? That's it for now. All right. All right, everyone. Till next time. Goodbye and good nights.